Welcome to the Human Connection Project podcast with your host, Matt Boyce. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Human Connection Project podcast. We are up to episode 15 or, or 16 perhaps today uh, with the boys from the, and we spoke about this offline, the Asai <laughs> uh, bros. Uh, we've got Ben Day and Sam Carson are going to tell us a little bit about their story and what's got them to where they are today. But before we start, boys, I just want to say thanks for jumping on. I know it's a, a weird time we're in at the moment, so thanks for taking the time to, to chat to our community. Yeah, man. Look, anything, anything to help out you and anything to help out your community and hopefully we enlighten one or two people today. Yeah, that's all we can ever hope for, hey? Change the perspective or the life of just one person. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about What's got us to where we are today? I know you guys have been friends for a long, long time, but uh, what's got what's got the pair of you to where you are today? Oh gosh, like the the, the backstory, I guess, just in case people don't know too much about Sam and I. Um, uh, obviously, we we uh, we grew up in a little place called the Redlands. So if anyone's from Brisbane area, they'll uh, they've probably heard of the Redlands. It's out in the Bayside area. It's a nice little uh, town full of old people mainly. Um, not much going on. Um, it's one of those places that you you grow up there and you never leave it. Um, so we're very lucky that we grew up in actually a, a really awesome community. I think that, um, you know, we were surrounded by a lot of, a lot of great people, um, growing up and especially our family members and friends and through the, through our network of, of playing sport together, Sam and I, um, you know, ran into each other numerous times. It is a very small place. And, um, that's sort of when we first met each other and, and sort of got to know a little bit more about each other, although it was more from a, uh, competitive sense than it was from a friendship sense. Um, so, so if you don't know... Sam will be tell you more, but he was uh, one of the fastest men on earth when he was uh, like 12 to 18. Honestly, if you Mate, were 12, I'm going to get Benny to pump my tires yeah, more. If you yeah. were 12 years old and you watched this kid sprint, you would have thought so. So um, I remember growing up. just How um, things change, eh? Yeah, yeah exactly. He's put, on about, he's put on about 30 kilos of muscle. So, um, yeah, through the athletic scene, that's where we sort of first got to know each other because we sort of played pretty much every sport under the sun and um, that, that eventually expanded into getting to know each other later on in life once we moved into the gym realm, which is uh, where we started before Asai Brothers. We moved into the gym realm, both separately in different industries. And so I was more in athletic development and um, Sam was more in the snap fitness franchise style general pop. Um, training, so that was when we sort of started to develop a, a, a proper relationship, I'd say, through through business more than mm. anything. Was it was that sort of commonality? Mm. When uh, when Benny and I used to hang out, we really just spoke about a couple of things. One was uh, you know the gym world and where we see it heading, and and then we also spoke about ideas. So as Benny mentioned, you know business business definitely binded us together, and it's something that if you hang out with Benny and I, like it's pretty much like all we sort of talk about, like because. We just love it so much. It's 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 very much a hobby of ours. Just the creative juices constantly flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah very think. much so. It's 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 like creating an idea or coming up with an idea and then actually executing that idea. Um, that process and that journey to the execution is actually something that Benny and I really really love. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you execute that idea, it's like icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a beautiful thing. When Benny and I, like even just this morning, you know, we've trained together, we've spoken about the brand, um, we've, we've done a few things operationally and you can already sort of feel that the beehive is starting to churn. Yeah. And that's because, and guys who, and ladies and gents who are listening, you know, we haven't seen each other for a few weeks now just due to COVID-19, but today we, we made the effort to see each other and the business has still been churning behind the scenes, but today when Benny and I are together, you can feel the magic 
starting to happen. Yes. I like that. So let's lean into that a little bit. Do you think, uh, so you've obviously both been in that, that professional sport or athlete mentality for a lot of your life. You talked about like setting a goal of building a business or building a product and the enjoyment of the process. So a lot of people don't get that much of a kick out of building the process. Do you think a lot of that's come from your, your upbringing in the athletic space? Yeah, I, I think that um, we talk about this a lot, actually, and it's been a question sort of asked at times of like, you know, how, you know, what is it that sort of drives us for, you know, that fact to be successful in business. But I think that like growing up in a sporting background has definitely been probably the catalyst behind, I guess, a lot of our motivation in life towards, you know, leaning, I guess, I guess wanting success. I think that like when, you, when you're part of a team, there's obviously amazing skills that you pick up and the resilience and the, the hard work and the dedication and the sacrifice. But at the same time, I think there's like, there's a sense of that where you're driven for success, whether that's in a particular field for Sam, it was athletics, for me it was baseball and other sports. And I think that um, that, that drive to, to want to achieve or wanting to, I guess, create the best version of yourself more than anything, I think that's something that we've always driven to do, especially in sport. I was, I was, I was obsessed in making myself the best athlete that I could be both physically and mentally and it's always been that way. And I know Sam's been the same way. So when we moved I guess our emphasis and our attention more to business it was like a natural transition for us to to take those same skill sets and those same wants and desires and needs and just put our energy like nearly an ADD type of energy from sport and move it into business and when you do that I think um, you know it's 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 pretty a, a natural process a natural transition really yeah and like and stemming from Benny's comments um you know track and field personally taught me a few things it taught me structure it taught me resilience it taught me how to react when i lose and you know obviously when you first lose it's a freaking nightmare um but the more you lose you start to really adapt and sort of become used to it and try and figure out a perfect mindset for when you next lose because i you know definitely in business it's not all hunky-dory ladies and gents it's it's definitely uh something that can be quite challenging um and that's what we look for actually when we uh try and find staff members uh to to be hired from our franchisees we look for staff members that come from a military come from a uh, you know a franchise uh, Mac is KFC Red Rooster background come from you know that athletic background because I've already got the framework there i.e. structure resilience strong mentality and great work ethic, work, work ethic. Um, so yeah we definitely find that there's a lot of synergies between athletics uh, sport sorry sport and business yeah, definitely. And uh, something we want to fast forward into the, the conversation a little bit later is that element of human connection. Now, obviously, hiring staff, we've already touched on it. But before we get there, it's a real business question, but I want to get a real personal answer, I guess, from the two of you. With with the business that you guys have built and the brand behind it, I mean, it's, it's definitely more than just going to get an acai bowl, what you guys have built. What is... The, like the impact you want to make on a large scale, like at what stage do you guys feel really content with the impact you've made with the, with the brand? Um, look, I think, I think in a way we've always got contentment, I guess, with our, with our impact as we go along because I think each, each time we continue to do what we're doing, I think we're, 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 we're sort of achieving what we want to achieve in all different ways. Like I think when we started this brand, we had certain values that we always wanted to, to you know, ensure we maintained. And one was like a sense of real relatability, transparency with everything that we did and everything that we spoke about. It was a key value that we always 
you know, really wanted to focus on. And that was something that you can see even in our marketing. I think we've always tried to be relatable. We've never tried to come across commercial. We've, um, we've been ourselves. And I think, you know, Maddie, you, you know us better than, you know, probably people listening. But I think that the people that you normally talk to outside of the Side Brothers world in terms of me and Sam is sort of what you get when you see us, you know, um, in a video. I think that that's sort of our humour. It's our personalities. And we've always tried to make sure that the brand portrayed that. Um, you know, in the same instance, like things like, you know, giving back to community, like we've, we've, we, uh, we always had a goal to, um, you know, men's health was always a big thing, as you know, and we had to at the event um, just this year or just last year gone, like a big thing for us was wanting to give back in a way where we could either help mentor, um, help um, people who are, you know, struggling mentally or physically or they're, they're not getting what they want out of their life right now and they need some direction or they need some, I guess, understanding of what, what life could be like if they just look at it a slightly different way. And that was always the goal with us as well as to give back to those types of people. And charities, we've done that numerous times within our business as well. And that was another big thing for us is to make sure that we're, we're not about always selling to people. We're about providing value with everything we did. And we want to build a brand that was more than just, as you said, just an acai bowl. We wanted people to feel something when they they ate our bowls or when they, when they went to an acai bowl or when they heard the the name of Sawyer Brothers and I think that um, it's a constant thing that we're striving for every single year and I think that every year we're, um, you know, we look back and we're very happy about, you know, what we were able to achieve and where we're heading because um, I don't know what the end goal will look like for us but I think we just want to continue yeah. on the road that we're doing every year. It's, mm. it's too hard to say but I tell you what, right now during this weird and not, not so wonderful time, <laughs> um, you know, the support that we have received from our customers yeah. is out of control. Um, and so that there provides a level of contentment every day of the week. When we wake up, we know that our beautiful customers are going to walk into our stores and support our franchisees. And if we even take contentment to another even uh, another element and go, we're actually providing people, i.e. store owners and franchisees, the ability to create their own world, the ability to create their own lifestyle. So we're allowing these guys that have never even thought about becoming a business owner before, mm. now they're business owners and now they're mini pop stars within their local yeah. And it's freaking phenomenal. And then if you break that down even further, you go, well, we're hiring. Instead of people going to the big franchise chains that aren't necessarily healthy, we're hiring 15, 16-year-old staff members that we're their first employer. Yeah. <laughs> like we're teaching them health and wellness and, and lifestyle and strong mindset and resilience and systems and procedures. But able to have fun as well. Like and able to have fun yeah, like, mm. at the age of 15. Yeah. yeah. Like I was stacking shelves at Woolworths and hating it. Yeah. 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 And, um, that's something that we've always been like, we still always blow our mind every single day when we can say that, you know, we were someone's first employer or, you know, someone wakes up every morning and thinks about eating our product. All those things are mm. still like, we still have, it still humbles us every single day to think that that's even something that even takes yeah. or came from, you know, something in your head or an Man, idea. I was, at, head, I was so. at Chermside the other day and they were doing a training session with a brand new employee. She was 15 and nine months, or 15, 15 and a half, or whatever it yeah. might have been, right? And I was yeah. like, tell me a little bit about yourself and what's your background and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she said, well, you're my first job. Yeah. <laughs> and that there, I'm like, dude, I got tingles. Yeah. I started to get a little bit teary because I'm like, Holy dooly, like this brand that Benny and I created is now hiring young staff members around the country on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, and that's really, really exciting. Especially now giving people an opportunity for employment, you know, when a lot of people don't have that luxury right now and at no fault of their own, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So let's let's lean forward into that then. So obviously, you guys, I guess a big value of, of what you do is from what I've gathered from the years and also from this conversation here is around people uh, and not just, you know, I, I hate the term when, uh, when people refer to their their uh, employers as that staff element, um, which I know you guys aren't about as well. And it all it all boils down to that human connection. So before we dive into what our pillars are and getting your your thoughts around it, what does what does human connection mean for you guys as in, as employers first, but then as people in in the community as well? Oh gosh, good good That's question. That's a great question. Yeah. Stinger. Um, yeah. Stinger. <laughs> in terms of human connection, like I think that it comes in all different different realms. Like I think that um everyone when they first probably think about it, they think of physical touch and they think that you have to be around someone. And I think that, um, you know, with us, you know, we've got a chain of, of, of franchisees under us, of start, like staff, I should, shouldn't say the word, as you said, but we've got a team. We actually call them bowlers. Um, are yeah, all I like, love that. Um, and, um, you know, we've got a sense of um, pride and, and understanding that we're leaders to those people as well and they look up to that chain. And I think that, um, you know, supplying, I guess it's something about the human connection is, 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 is being able to, I guess, give people value with everything that you are, are talking about and, and them actually believing in what you're saying. I think that's a big thing for us is that we want to make sure that everything that we do, we trade the passion that we have um, for what we do. And I think that um, that naturally creates um, an amazing vibe and, and, and family amongst our franchisees and, and, and all our bowlers around the country as well. So... I think that um, it doesn't necessarily have to be something, you know, done verbally. I don't think we ever have to, like, ring up each single bowler and be like, you know, how are you going today? I think that, um, you know, for us, we've got amazing, you know, franchisees that, that create the vibe and then that vibe comes from myself and Sam and our team at HQ that then, you know, create a family connection just from us doing and being passionate about what we do and portraying a message. But I think for me, like, you know, human connection is, is definitely something that, doesn't have to be verbal, doesn't have to be physical. Um, it can just be done in your actions. And um, that's something that, um, you know, uh, we don't take lightly. And every single day when we, um, you know, we, we do what we do, or we wear, you know, a cap or our brand around, like it's, it's something that's so important to us that we always maintain the, I guess, the integrity of what we do and, and ensuring that every single person around us that's a part of this community or is a customer or whatever feels the same way we do about what we do in our product. So I think that's sort of, I guess, what human connection is to me. Yeah. Sammy, what's human connection to you in the, in the community sense, aside from being an employee, an employer, sorry? An employer. Um, look, I think Benny's definitely nailed a few of those points. Like, obviously, human connection doesn't always mean the human touch. Mm. Uh, it can mean sending an emoji. Uh, it, it can mean, uh, you know, empowering people through other mediums, i.e. photo, video, text, um, through even just letting them know that you're thinking about them. So with our Sai Brothers community, you know, it's it's empowering our franchisees and our infrastructure uh, on a day-to-day basis to be better people as much as possible. Um, and that's that's my version of human connection and we try and preach it is a weird word, but uh, we try and preach that throughout our ecosystem as much as possible. Um, and I tell you what, like, you know, during, during this time of COVID-19, our franchise culture right now is very, very strong. It's very, very strong. And we're getting so much great feedback from customers and our store owners. And I think that does have something to do with Ben and I leading that from the top. Um, it doesn't come out of thin air, uh, that's for sure. And I think uh, it's a reflection on Benny and I's hard work and our positivity and our level of empowerment towards our ecosystem. Mm. 
Absolutely. No, I definitely don't think it's by any accident, is it? You know, it happens intentionally. What we are, what we want to flick gears, I guess, too, lads, is you guys are well aware, because I guess we're friends outside of this podcast. For those who are listening, our uh, our pillars of human connection project is, you know, we've worked really hard over the last five or so years to define what human connection is, because it can, like, this is why I ask people to define it themselves because it can be such a hard concept to define human connection we've defined it under three pillars which sammy's already led heavily into empowerment there but it's empathy leadership and empowerment and i guess i'd love to hear what they mean for you and and kind of set aside the role that you guys play i guess at the moment in your business but just as Mm -hmm. as human beings kind of wandering this weird and as as sammy said kind of scary time right now what do those three pillars mean to you boys well, for, for, I mean, for me, if we break it down, um, empathy for me is showing love and care and compassion towards individuals that are part of my world. Um, and you can do that through all types of communication. So it's making sure that that person that is part of your world, show you, you show them your love and your compassionate side so they feel secure and wanted and needed in your world. Um, and they feel comfortable in opening up to you because that's another big thing in business is that relationship. It's not like not not so much just serving a side evolves. There's a lot more to it <laughs> that goes that goes into making a bowl. There's a lot of back end information that sometimes you don't know about. And like if a staff member comes into the store and they're not so happy, you got to break that down and try to figure out okay, well, what is going on with this person and how can I uh, show empathy towards their problem or challenges? Yeah. Um, the second one is obviously leadership. Uh, Benny and I are never that hierarchy thing, looking down on our people, ever. We are one with the people. <laughs> um, it's a political pitch. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, look, you know, in terms of leadership, it's, it's being able to show, like, I think a big trait for leadership is the ability to listen to the people around you. Um, actively listen is a big thing for me. Um, and then in terms of empowerment, it's sort of what I said before. It's, it's empowering employees in our ecosystem to be positive, to be successful, to have a positive mindset, to teach and educate these young people, um, providing value with them through all types of, all types of things, i.e. business, personal life, how to deal with personal challenges, et cetera, et cetera. So empowerment for me is very much moving individuals' emotions to a positive state of mind. Yeah, I think from my end, like in terms of Sam's knocked a few on the head there as well, but in terms of empathy as well, I think that it it doesn't have to necessarily be like from a community sense, like I think that it never has to be just your direct group of people either. I think that like everyone's very quick to, um, you know, show empathy for the people around them that they know, but I think people forget about there's other people in the world sometimes as well. So I think it's just being hyper aware of, um, you know, everyone around you and their situation and what they're doing and ensuring that like, you know, it's, it's easy for us to use probably Asai as an example at times because we're in there and so much. But if a, if a customer that I've never met before comes into the store and, um, you know, they, they come at you, sometimes it's really funny. Like it's, it's quite a weird situation where someone might just be in an aggressive nature and you, you've got to like teach staff and teach yourself to really reel it back. And I think at first it's very easy to um, uh, look at that and, and take it personally. But I think that, um, you know, understanding that every single person has got something going on in their life um, at any one time, I think that's what what empathy really is as well. Is that it's it's not 
you being trapped in your own world or the people around you. It's understanding that there is a big bad world out there outside of what you're doing and understanding that, um, you know, it works in, you know, mysterious ways and everyone's going through something. Um, and um, at the same time where you think maybe, you know, everything's going wrong in your own world, um, there's always someone out there that's probably doing it tough as well. And you've always got to, I guess, bring it back to reality and really bring it back to perspective. I know we always talk about that and we talked about it at the men's event. I think that like mm. empathy is also a little bit about perspective as well and just understanding that, um, yeah, there are other people and they are other people going through other things. And um, Sometimes maybe what you're going through isn't as bad as what others are as well and just putting things in perspective. Um, you know, leadership, I think as well, like for me, leadership has always been about um, just, just, just being you. Um, and ensuring that you're you're true to yourself, um, and and at the end of the day, the people that follow you or look to you as a leader, there'll be people that maybe look at you and they go, look, you know, Maddie, I, I I don't agree with anything you're saying about human connection. I I don't agree with that. And look, that's a, that's that's 100 fine. I think people are so quick to be like, you know, oh, that person hates me. I'm doing the wrong thing. You know, I, I mustn't be saying the right stuff. But at the end of the day, you've got to be true to yourself and understand that what you're saying is is something that's really, um, you know, reverberating with you and works with you. And you eventually you'll find that ecosystem around you that will agree with you and, and um, they'll get something. As I said, maybe there's a thousand people listening to this after this podcast and maybe there's 10, but at the end of the day, those 10 are the ones that, um, you know, that really matter because, um, you know, that, that's your little ecosystem that you built by being you. So I think that's what leadership is for me is, is just being true to myself all the time and, and, and living life passionately um, and, um, you know, by the process of, of the world working, you just sort of become a leader to someone. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone forgets that there is always someone that looks up to you, whether they're younger, they're older, they're in a different profession, whether you know them or not. Um, what's that? My dog, exactly. Yeah. It could be, um, you know, someone looks up to you and, and, and you might not even know it. So I think the best thing you can always do is be true to yourself um, and yeah. continue to keep doing that. Um, in terms of empowerment, like same thing probably that Sam, Sam touched on, I think that, um, and it comes down to just, be, again, being who you are and it's just instilling in people that, um, that they know that uh, they can do anything that they want to do and, and, and living positively is always probably the most important thing for people. I think that it's so easy to get into a, um, you know, a negative rut in life and, and once you're in a negative cycle, it's something to, you know, imp- incredibly hard to get out of and I think they've said that as soon as you're in one, it's, um, you know, the world sort of turns and starts creating those situations for you. So I think empowerment for me is just, Again, ensuring that I, I, I live life to to who I am in terms of my core values, and then instilling positivity always in people, and not not putting myself in a position where I'm always just complaining. Although there should be scenarios where you, it's fine to do that, and you okay. should have people around you that can understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, exactly. Like I don't think again, like no one listening out there, please don't think that um it's not not a, it's a bad thing to complain. I think you know it's a fine thing to get it off your chest. If anything, that's that's the most important thing is always just talking to people. And finding those people that you can um, relate to and that listen. Um, and most times at the end of the day, you just want to get information out there off your chest and you don't even need to hear anyone say anything. So um, it's fine to complain, but at the same time, I think just trying to live positively, that's, that's a big thing about. And, and being true to myself and my values is, is where you know empowerment comes from for me. I, I really love that. I think you boys have a really clear direction of what 
each of those values mean to you, which is something a lot of people are now trying to find for themselves. And I think it's really great. You know, I am cautious of using the word opportunity, but it's a really good opportunity now for us to spend some time. I don't think we need to come out of the back of coronavirus with uh, you know, a side hustle or a new skill as we're seeing on social media. I think if we can come out of the back of coronavirus actually knowing who you know, Sam Carson is or who Ben Day is at the core uh, and being able to now work on the outside of the uh, at the back of this in community as a now that we've got like I always like to get those those pillars defined because I think it shows really a real big sign of vulnerability for the person on the other side of the mic today now that we're in that really vulnerable space I'd love to hear like the the kind of the the passion behind what it is you guys do because you know i i've said it before i think it's there's so much more behind what you guys are up to than ordering an acai bowl um yeah. and I, I don't this isn't a question trying to find what your, your your impact is at the end of the day i feel like we've already addressed that but what is it that you boys are really really passionate about that has pushed you to be where you are stinger look i think um i think like look at the end of the day like i I want to create change, like, and I want to make sure that what I learn is something that um, can be passed on in a way and people can, you know, sort of learn from my mistakes or learn from Sam's mistakes and our mistakes. I think that, like, that's part of what drives you as well and that makes you passionate is that you just really genuinely care about what you do and you care about the people around you. And and um, I think that's what sort of drives us to keep going is that, um, you know, we have this internal belief in ourselves as well where we just we just – we know that we're we're capable of anything that we put our mind to, um, and that that continues to push us and drive us every single day. And then off the back of then doing something that you genuinely care about and you believe is making change in people's lives, you know, from obviously you put it down to just the product level. We know with what we're doing, we're changing people's lives by you know creating types of products and just and, and putting healthier things out into people's you know uh, hands that they can eat. But at the same time, um, it's the message that we're portraying as well with our brand and, and, and with, um, you know, the things that we do outside our brand as well. Like, as I said, we always wanted to make sure with the Sire Brothers that we um, we provided value over everything. And that's where, you know, our true selves sort of come out. And, um, you know, we talked earlier before we um, we actually jumped on about, uh, you know, Uber Eats, we launched our own delivery platform and, and we did an ad about it. And to be honest, for us, when we created that ad or we create some of our marketing, it's not even necessarily for the brand itself. It's actually to just get a message out there. And I think that's been the cool thing about this brand is that we've seen it as like our own political way to express ourselves and get our message out there as well. We've created this brand that's now given us a platform where we can, you know, teach people or educate people or, you know, give our information out that we genuinely care about. And as I said, whether, you know, people want to listen or not or whether, you know, people actually care is up to them. But at the end of the day, it's, it's exciting for us that we're at a point where we can do that continuously every single year now through our brand um, and, and um, you know, make a change doing it as well. We hope that, you know, by that one ad, for example, that maybe other businesses, you know, stepped out of their, their um, you know, their little bubble for a second and thought about the actual process that was going on or maybe consumers, like you said, you didn't even understand what was happening in that situation. You know, all of a sudden we've created change out of something that was, you know, just a side little thing that we did in, you know, an hour at my mum's house. So, um, you know, it's it's pretty cool in that way. So I think that's what keeps driving us, you know, internally. Yeah, and I think a, another big driving force is a beautiful story to tell. Um, mm. You know, the more podcasts that we jump on and we tell our story, um, the amount of messages that we get saying, man, those points that you brought up about your struggles or your challenges, it's actually really relatable because 
I'm also in business partnership with a really good friend of mine and we went through the same uh, stuff or shit, um, whatever you want to call it. So like what drives us is to create a beautiful story at the end of this journey that is relatable to consumers in the worldwide world. Um, that can help people. Um, Benny's obviously touched on the health side, you know, by serving our product, we provide a healthy product to communities, which allows them to lead a healthier lifestyle. Fantastic. From our end, from a business perspective, our stories in our journey will help people start businesses, mm. create ideas and execute ideas. And that's another way to look at our, what drives us. Mm. Stay in business longer as Stay well. Like, you know, like, give it a crack, understand that like, it takes crap times will, will come. come. And when they come, they come thick. You know what I mean? So yep. you just understand that there's that there's always there's always light at the end of the tunnel with everything you do. And we say it all the time. Like we had we had some crappy years there, but dude, we thought 2019 was going to be uh, our worst yeah. year yet. Yeah. <laughs> like just let's just get to 2020. Like, like, yeah. 2020. It's an even number. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting married. Ben is all good. He's 31 this year. Like it's a good time, right? To be alive. Yeah. You know, and, living. and we just looked at each other and we're like, we can't win at the mm. moment. Like, we can't get a leg up. But I tell you what, when COVID hit, because already we already got dealt a bad set of cards last year, mm. we looked at COVID-19 as an opportunity, right, as a time to adapt, a time to innovate, a time to challenge the brand and tell consumers, hey, guess what? We're going to be around for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Like as you said, like you've, you've like you've been in preseason the last ten years. I think that like you know we had our preseason last year. So walking into this, mm. it was like you know as 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 tough as second it half. is. It's yeah, it's like the second. Yeah. Half now. Like we're actually yeah. in the final and we're in the second half and we're just yeah. through it. And we we see more. As I said, we see the positives out of every situation now because I think that we got we did get in a bit of a negative space probably last year at times as well. But it also opened us up to all the great things we have. And I think that. As you know, we've said it on numerous podcasts as well, and we always talk about you know the importance of of, of looking at your year, or if, if that's what you want to do in terms of business. So you're looking at your life and looking at your wins as well as your losses. I think it's easy to look at your losses, but you look at your wins. And maybe we didn't win financially last year, but you know there was there was areas of, of our life and our, and our business that did do really well in terms of relationships. And you know that was a big thing actually for us as well. I think we renewed and also built a lot of amazing relationships because. Mm-hmm. We needed someone to lean on last year. And when we, you know, inherently looked for people that we could lean on for, for support and for help and for love, we actually built these amazing relationships. Like yourself, I feel like we, we, we really got to know you more. We mm. got to know so many amazing people around, you know, the Brisbane area just in, in itself um, that, that like, there's a lot of positives that sort of come, come from that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's such a good perspective to have when things are hard that, you know, there's always positives found in it. And, I, and I, I'm always a big advocate of, you know, if someone's going through a really hard time in their own life, they're not trying to shine the light on someone's always got it worse, but yeah. pulling out the positives that are still there. And people that are listening, Maddie, as well, like, you know, we don't have it all worked out. You know, yeah. sometimes I think some sometimes people look at our, our Instagram social platforms or whatever it might be and they're like, Man, these guys are killing it. Mm. Um, so perception is a beautiful thing, right? And so people who are listening, please know that Benny and I, we don't have it all worked out. We are learning as much as you are. Mm. Um, I think better uh, is that we just talk about it openly and we hope that that helps people along the way and if whoever is listening please like if you want to reach out to us please do because it's a beautiful thing once you do yeah 
being vulnerable and, and sharing your your losses is such a powerful thing, and especially in business. And you look at some of the best mentors in the world for business. I know you boys have mentors yourself. The best mentors are the ones that will say, "Yeah, and no, I've been through that. That that sucked. <laughs> I'm still here, aren't I?" Yeah. Hey lads, at the um, I know we've got to we've got to get get this guy wrapped up, and I could chat to you boys forever about it. But something I've I've started bringing to the podcast lately. And I purposely didn't didn't give you guys a warning because it gets too conflicting. Otherwise, is I turn the tables. I got it from Mark Burris. So at the end of the podcast, what's one question you guys have for for us for Human Connection Project or for me in terms of uh, you know mental health, life, surfing, whatever? Yeah, look, um, I guess from my end, uh, Maddie, is why the hell do you do what you do? <laughs> yeah. I get this one quite uh, quite often, <clears throat> and it's always uh, it's always the exact same answer for me. So for me, I do what I do first and foremost because losing my best friend was the hardest thing I ever I've ever experienced, uh, and I know people have lost loved ones before, and it is such a really really hard time to go through. So that's kind of the first motivation to really put my foot down on what we're doing. But my second motivation is for as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a father. And I want to get to when I'm telling my kids in 10 years' time when they're old enough to understand what, what dad does for work. I want them to be really, really proud of the work that we've done. Uh, and kind of like when the world's falling down, you know, we're losing over 3,000 lives a year to suicide in Australia. And, and the statistics that are reported is eight a day when, unfortunately, it's a lot higher. We're not reporting on a lot of single vehicle accidents or falls or the like. Uh, so yeah, when I tell my kids in ten years' time what Dad does for work, I want to see that they're really proud of the work we've done, and when Australia's falling down, that we stood up. So, and I love it. I love seeing. I love seeing the progression in people when we can just change their perspective on around those three pillars, and it's so so powerful. And then the ripple effect of that is ginormous. Like I can affect one lady in the back suburbs of Sydney, who then goes to talk to one friend, yeah. and it just rolls on rolls on out. You can see it though, Maddie. You're very very passionate about yeah. this space. Um, you could hear it in your voice. Your intention is right. It's yeah. not weird. It's no. right. Yeah, yeah. It comes from deep within you. Um, and your yeah, hats off to you, man. Like Thanks, obviously brother. friends outside of this for a while now. And um, as Benny mentioned, you know, last year connecting with you more, mm-hmm. I walked away from your event that you had and I said to my fiance, I said, Man, I need to hang out with those boys more. <laughs> because like it felt so good. So dude, hats off yeah, to you. Yeah. So, like, we want to talk about pillar of empowerment. That, that definitely, like, your event, you know, just being around you. I think, you, as I said, you just naturally empower people with your words. Um, awesome. and you talk because, as you said, you just talk truth, mm. um, and, and it is just about changing people's perception at time. And I think you're very good at that, and very good at people getting people to look at things in a different light. Um, yeah. That's that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Because I think, um, as I said, you just got to look at things so slightly different, and, and everyone has a different perspective on something. That's it. Yeah, we're just trying to take a really proactive approach to to mental health and not be so reactive, which, you know, you guys are doing in your space as well, being proactive with health. We've got a fantastic sick sick system or sick care system in Australia, um, but we don't have a very good health care system. So, And it's businesses like you boys that are giving people the good stuff. uh, It's going to help on that. That's the goal. goal. Yeah. But thanks for coming on, gents. I really appreciate it and I hope people got a lot of value out of that because I know I did and I've heard your story before and I still I still really enjoyed it. Um, but have an amazing rest of your day. Go out and sell some bowls and change the world and employ the young staff and be their first employer. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. <laughs> thanks, boys.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Human Connection Project podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did and be sure to check out your local Acai Bros store.